0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge of Wharton.
1: As we mentioned earlier in, in the show, the oncoming intersection of artificial intelligence and business will have a great impact on how companies run their operations. A new book looks at how some of these companies are making these moves right now and are seeing high profitability and greater innovation. The book is titled Human Plus Machine, Reimagining Work in the Age of AI. The authors of the book join us now, Paul Darty and James Wilson. Paul is the Chief Technology and Innovation Officer for Accenture. James is the the managing director of information technology and business research at Accenture Research Paul James great to have you both with us today thank you both
0: it's great, great to be here. here great to join you
1: thank you um I want to start with with this this combination of human and machine uh where did the idea f- for doing a book about this really get started Paul
0: yeah, it started you know, two years ago when Jim and I sat down and we're working a lot of research at the time around artificial intelligence. And we believe and have seen in the work and research that we do that artificial intelligence has, you know, has immense potential for us to improve business and the way that people both work and live. And if you go back, you know, the, the, the issue that Jim and I saw is that, in contrast to the opportunity that we see in AI, a lot of the dialogue is kind of negative. It's about human versus machine. So we, you know, it's interesting, it's about, it's the 50th anniversary of the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. That was, you know, about a week ago, it was the 50th anniversary. And we had the, the HAL 9000, and, you know, famously, you know, in, you, know, um, you know, with the, you know, I can't do that, Dave. You know, the narrative about the machine against the human and we think about humans beating, uh, or sorry, machines beating humans at chess and Go in these games, and it creates this dynamic that the machines are against us. And we really believe that artificial intelligence is a, a, a is a new technology that dramatically can improve the way we as people live and work. It can give us better tools to be more productive and more effective. So we really wrote Human Plus Machine to emphasize that plus. That's really about us as people being equipped with better tools to do things more
2: effectively. We think that has tremendous potential for business. Jim? Yeah, we we really find in our research that companies that focus on human-machine collaboration create two to sometimes more than six times better outcomes than those that just focus on machine or human alone. So for instance, BMW has found that robot human teams were about 85% more productive than kind of the old assembly line uh, process where you had industrial robots behind fences over on one side of the factory, and then people working on an old uh, automated assembly line type of setup. When they got rid of that setup and started bringing people and collaborative robots uh, to work together, they really started to see those big productivity improvements that just weren't possible through kind of the old way of thinking about automation.
1: So how do you think that, that, that businesses are dealing with this right now? And I'll, I'll throw it in the example of your company. how Jim, how is Accenture uh, really uh, kind of seeing this play out?
2: actually i'll I'll ask okay. Paul to take that one because he's he's leading a lot of uh, our internal initiatives as well yeah, we see a tremendous potential for AI
0: within our business and uh, and are you know investing greatly in it and developing our business very quickly and in fact, this is the you know in our business we help companies deploy technology and deploy uh, in new solutions to run their business more effectively. We've never seen a part of our business grow as fast as what we're seeing with artificial intelligence in terms of the potential and the real work we're doing to help clients you know, with AI. And Even in our own business, it's transforming the way we do a lot of our work. We use AI in the way that we build systems and you know, build new solutions for our clients, and we're deploying AI uh, capability to uh, recruit people more effectively, manage our people more effectively. And also, in interesting ways, one of the things we talk about in the book a lot is this idea of responsible AI and the ethics and new questions we need to answer with AI. We've developed a, an interesting AI chatbot that we use internally. The name is Kobe and it stands for Code of Business Ethics, and it's, it's an internal AI-enabled chatbot to help our people Better understand some of the you know, ethical issues and questions and such that come up in business generally, but also with with artificial intelligence.
1: So even with the even with the the, the growth of AI within your company, just the the, the communication element uh, of speaking and and making sure that your employees understand is still a vital part to this.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. The, you know, this is a, it's really a, a new thing to understand. I think a lot of people are daunted by the term artificial intelligence. You know, what does it really mean? And the term artificial sometimes scares us a little bit because it, it sounds like, you know, are we changing the way that, that people think? And in, the co- and in contrast, that as, as I said earlier, we believe this is about humans plus machines and technology and giving us you know, better capability. And we use the term superpowers. It gives us as people superpowers with better tools to do things more effectively. And so the real important thing is training people to use this technology more effectively. We think that's really a, an imperative for business leaders is to figure out and, and put in place new learning platforms and training capabilities so that people are ready for this. Because if the people are ready for AI, I think we, we will have some issues in business and in some communities. And the, the imperative that we all face is, is not you know, the lack of jobs, which is sometimes the focus, or the, you know, the machines taking the jobs, which we don't really think is the focus or the reality, but it's how do we prepare people for the new jobs and the new shape of jobs that are coming.
1: But part of this, uh, James, also is the efficiency that a lot of these companies, I mean, every company is looking for, you know, the ultimate level of efficiency that they can find. AI seemingly is kind of taking us to that next level uh, of efficiency, whether it be within the office or outside on sales or in HR, you know, whatever the element may be. You can keep
2: pushing for more and more efficiency with artificial intelligence, but what we're finding really is that we're moving from an age of efficiency, focus, uh, and automation to really an age of imagination in a lot of ways. And as we began to look at leading companies, we started to see that really about 9% of companies that were really getting the most potential out of uh, artificial intelligence, we're we're really uh, reimagining old processes rather than just making them more efficient. Uh, for instance, General Electric uh, is using intelligent agents to empower its maintenance workers to really make multi-million dollar operational decisions on uh, as they're working on kind of industrial equipment, and the workers can interact uh, with the AI agents to get recommendations of. Uh, machine performance or get the the confidence levels of uh, coming from the machine based on data or get predicted costs based on data from the machines, but the workers are making these judgment calls out on the line mm-hmm. and so it, it the story that we see at g e and a number of other companies is not about efficiency at all it 's really about reimagining processes in ways that weren 't possible before g e actually says that they have moved from routine maintenance to unique maintenance, where workers are empowered to make these really powerful decisions out on the line. And that, that story, and the story that we've been hearing again and again, isn't simply one of efficiency, it's one of innovation, and you know, most fundamentally, imagination.
1: We are uh, talking with uh, Paul Doherty and Jim Wilson, who are the co-authors of the book Human Plus Machine, Reimagining Work in the Age of AI. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Your comments are welcome by phone at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, and we'll bring it up on the show in that manner, at Biz Radio 111 B-I-Z Radio 111, or you can use my Twitter account, which is at Dan Loney, 21. Uh, part of the book, Paul, you you, uh, you guys look at the various elements of the business structure and how um, this reimagining will impact. I want to touch on a couple of them. We've kind of generalized it for a second. But one of the areas that you talk about is supply chain. And I think a, a lot of companies really um, are looking for uh, that, that next level uh, of of supply chain to be able to have a an incredibly positive impact with both the business, but with their consumers as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. And supply chain we think is a is, is a really massive area of, of, uh, of impact for artificial intelligence, along with along with other technologies. And uh, you can see it in a number of ways that we we talk about in the book. Uh, we see uh, warehouses and distribution centers, logistics centers, being transformed through the use of AI and. Uh, better receiving uh, goods and understanding what's received into the warehouse, storing them more effectively so that they could be, you know, could understand the stock and, uh, pick, you know, pick goods to be shipped more efficiently. You know, many, many implications like that, uh, you know, like that in warehouses and in uh, warehouse logistics and that part of the supply chain. And then you think about, you know, the transportation part, getting things where they need to go faster, you know, tremendous potential. Uh, tremendous potential there as well, and you know, really dramatically, as Jim said, you know, really rethinking and uh, reimagining the way your supply chain can work so you can get those goods to consumers uh, more effectively. And one of, the, one of the things that we see with, with AI as it's applied is, is a personalization in whatever part of the business you apply it to. So in supply chain, being able to personalize the way you get the, pro- the, the product to the customer faster, personalize the way the work's done, as Jim talked about with the GE example, I think a great example of this is uh, Stitch Fix, if you know that, that the company, the retailer Stitch Fix, a very innovative retailer, which uses AI to understand what what you or I might want to buy, and then uh, has has personalized fashion advisors that look at those recommendations, then create a a specialized package, a specialized attire and clothing package just for you that they then distribute and ship to you. That requires a very different... You know, design process, a very different assembly of the products, a very different supply chain and distribution process to get something that personalized you know, to the consumer. It's a great example, again, of human plus machine, where it's a personalized fashion, a human personalized fashion assistant Using AI to better understand what the customer wants and getting each one of us that orders a more personalized product as a result.
1: Well, Jim, let me let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, when you when you think of uh, of retail right now, a lot of people focus on Amazon and and what they are doing and some of the elements that they are bringing forward. But when you think about traditional retail and how they have been negatively impacted by this shift to digital, and part of it is because uh, of uh, of the approach that Amazon has and, and AI. Uh, what do some of these traditional retailers need to start to think about? Or maybe they're already starting to think about it, or else they're going to get lost in the dust. And beyond the retail, what about like the delivery companies, like the UPSs and FedExs of the world, and even, to a degree, the U.S. Postal Service? We
2: really think that companies really need to start rethinking jobs uh, around what we call the missing middle, one thing that we see in our research is that about two-thirds of executives these days are kind of scratching their heads. It might be in retail, might be in some of these industries that are being affected by automation. They're scratching their heads and they're saying, geez, what new types of jobs are we going to need in the age of artificial intelligence? How do we change and retrain our current workforce to the age of AI and in fact, uh, almost 30% of executives and senior HR leaders already have a bit of experience in terms of rewriting job descriptions for the, age of a- for the age of AI, as we see in our research. So we're really beginning to see fundamentally new types of jobs that are being augmented by AI. So, for instance, at Walmart recently, uh, they've started rolling out Uh, robots that work in the aisles alongside associates. In a lot of ways, they're augmenting the associates. The robots kind of go up and down uh, aisles and scan for inventory and look for missing items, which are kind of the things that uh, the associates used to spend a lot of their time doing. Now what we're seeing is the associates can uh, spend more time interacting with uh, customers as they're walking around, answering customer questions. And also kind of running into the back room and that sort of thing and getting things for customers that just maybe it's an item they couldn't find in, uh, in the aisles, but having more time to interact with the customers. Of course, that, you know, that bucket of activities now that the Walmart associates are performing are very different mm-hmm. and they're, they're spending more time interacting with customers, for example, and that requires new types of training and really rethinking the job as kind of an augmented job in a lot of ways. Um, you know. So we're seeing that again and again, that you really need to rethink that, those old job descriptions and redesign them, and in many cases come up with fundamentally new types of jobs.
1: 844-942-7866 is the number. If you would like to join in with your comments or questions, we are joined uh, by Paul Doherty and uh, Jim Wilson, who are the authors of the book Human Plus Machine, Reimagining Work in the Age of AI. To the phones we go. And in Indianapolis, Indiana, Nick is on the line. Nick, go ahead.
2: Hi. I was calling to see um, if you've seen any examples
0: of how it's affected marketing. Um, I've worked at a car dealership and sales for several years, and we had a customer management tool that uh, we evaluated, and it had a chat AI. And the idea was it, it was pretty intuitive. You know, it could look up details about vehicles. And the idea was to take some of the burden off of um, the current chat, the human reps, till it got to a point where the AI determined, like, this is either a really hot lead or we need human interaction. And I was curious if you've seen it affect marketing yet, in any other ways other than maybe like an interactive chat. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. If I could uh, just give a quick response. So yeah. I think that's a great question. That's where we see a, a lot of activity right now with clients across a number of industries. You know, financial services, retail, consumer goods, etc. That that as they look at you know reimagining their front office, you know, in terms of how they interact with customers. And the phrase we use is that if you think about the kind of questions you just asked, is AI really be, is positioned to become your brand as we go forward? As companies use more chatbots and virtual agents to help offload and answer some customer questions, and to help you know human advisors better you know, serve customer needs, the way that the chatbot or, or virtual agent, you know, digital agent responds, really represents the company. And it gets into what Jim said earlier about the new categories of jobs that we then see. We're, we're, we're hiring people in Accenture right now, and we see, see need for more of what we call you know, personality trainers for the you know for the AI we're developing. How do you make sure that that chatbot or agent you know, that you're using in your company embodies the brand, the values, the way that you want to interact with your customers, and your and that you you know you get the business result that you want. So absolutely a lot of a lot of uh, impact there. And I think the big question for companies to think about as they deploy technology is if AI is positioned to become the brand of your company, how are you developing the AI and do you have the right roles in your company you know, to make sure that you're developing in the right way that's leading to the right, you know, outcome for you?
2: I, I would also add, Paul, uh, that the marketer today is empowered like never before, uh, you know, we talk about, and we've been doing, it, doing research on this, really this trend toward the democratization of AI, where it's getting easier and easier to use AI tools. So now, you know, a marketer can, can take a data set that, you know, might be an Excel uh, data set or even an unstructured data set from, say, a call center conversations and upload that data set to a, uh, a cloud platform uh, like Amazon or Microsoft platform and really just start doing some powerful analyses using AI that, that wasn't possible before. Cluster analysis, classification, anomaly detection, kind of doing customer segments in ways that really weren't possible before. Um, so we're seeing really that marketers and sales as well are really becoming empowered Uh, thanks to AI, and we think this trend is going to accelerate over the next two to five years.
1: Nick, thanks very much for the call. Again, the way for you to join in with your comments is either by phone at 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. This, the second half of the book is kind of a, a future-looking uh, section. And I, one of the things that, that you talk in there about uh, in the last few chapters is, is – the The increasing of productivity by employees because of the use of AI, how do you think that is really going to be impacted moving forward?
0: yeah we talk a a good deal about uh, this this idea of the new skills that are required uh for for the you know, for the era that we're moving into and uh, I mentioned earlier this jobs versus skills debate we're having and um we, we think the the real focus needs to be on, on developing those right skills. So if you look at the you know look at the data right now, there's about six million open jobs in the US as we speak and about six million people unemployed and there's you know hundred you know, depending on the month, hundreds of thousands of jobs being created. So the issue if you look at the, the numbers, the issue isn't the jobs, the issue is how do we prepare those people that, that you know that are unemployed and need a job for the right jobs that are out there. And we think the focus, to your question, needs to be on developing a different set of skills. So we talk about skills, some new skills that we need to start training people for, so that they can use use the right tools and become more productive and be better prepared to fill the jobs that are coming. An example of this is uh, one skill we talk about called judgment integration, which is a a new skill that's a combined, a collaborative skill between a person and using technology where you can better make a decision, better use your judgment. Informed by the advice and insight you can get from an AI enabled tool so you can make a better decision for a company we're seeing this this, this type of skill applied in areas like wealth management where wealth managers are impl- are equipped with tools that can help them make better decisions for the consumers and customers they're advising you know, using this type of technology and that then makes them more productive they can give better insight to their you know, to their uh, their customers they can serve you know more customers and give them better quality and uh, advice and, uh, and, and have a greater impact. So it's that combination of being able to you know, grow their business, be, be more productive in what they're doing, you know, employing this, these different sets of skills that, uh, that, we've, that we've described in the book.
1: Just a couple of minutes left, but I I wanted to touch on, and it's a a great list of of these skills that you bring forward, but there's one that's even just, you know, very, to me, very simple and straightforward, and it's rehumanizing time. And I think a lot of times we get into the business world and we are so harried and we're thinking about the projects that we have to do. That we don't really communicate with the other people in the office, or uh, you know we we are kind of blocked with some of the ideas that we come forward you're talking about the ai the the, the increase of AI really having an impact of having that that level of conversation to a degree with employees in your office uh, more so than we have right now
2: it's particularly important in uh, certain industries where you know that have been taken over by um, computers kind of unexpectedly in the past 20 years, like healthcare, where doctors now are spending more than 40% of their time in a patient interaction staring at a computer screen. Right. So we really see a ton of potential to use artificial intelligence to give, for, for instance, physicians and nurses more time to directly interact with patients, get that you know, 40, 50 percent of the time down to a bare minimum. There's a lot of new artificial intelligence tools that are enabling that, uh, you know, for instance, uh, voice recognition systems and that sort of thing that, that can understand the kind of context, understand what the patient and doctor are saying to each other and bake that into an electronic medical record. Uh, certainly, the doctor is going to uh, want to go and double-check and make sure that that's okay, but, you know, that the, that, um, that the machine captured the conversation correctly, but it can really give the, give the patient and the doctor a much better experience at the end of the day.
1: Great having you both with us. It's a fantastic book. Paul, Jim, thank you very much for your time, and all the best with the, with the book.
2: Well, thanks, Dan great conversation. Thanks, Dan.
1: Thank you both. Paul Daugherty and Jim Wilson uh, of Accenture and Accenture Research. The book is Human Plus Machine, Reimagining Work in the Age of AI. The book is uh, available for purchase uh, online or in bookstores for you right now.
0: For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.